Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. After four decades of running a small business called Arkansas Flag and Banner, now simply called flagandbanner.com, my team and I decided to create a platform for not just me, but other business owners and successful people to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, we thought we'd be teaching others, but it didn't take long before we realized that we were the persons learning. Listening to our guests has been both educational and inspiring. To quote the Dalai Lama, when you talk, you're only repeating what you already know, but when you listen, you may learn something new. The act of listening is learning. As Greek philosopher Diogenes once wrote, we have two ears and one tongue so that we may listen more. After listening to nearly 300 successful guests on my show share their stories, I've noticed some reoccurring traits. Most of my guests believe in a higher power, have the heart of a teacher, are creative, and boy, the one today is creative, and they all work hard. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you know, if you miss any part of today's show or want to hear it again, there's a way, and Sun Gray will tell you how. All UIYB past and present interviews are available at Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy's YouTube channel, Facebook page, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's digital version, flagandbanner.com's website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just ask your smart speaker to play Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. And by subscribing to our YouTube channel or flagandbanner.com's email list, you will receive prior notification of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie. Thanks again, Gray. This is the second time I've had the pleasure of interviewing my guest today, the multi-talented visual artist, Mr. Kevin Cressy. It seems like every time I pick up the paper or turn on the TV, there's a news story about my friend Kevin and one of his many art projects. Kevin's work has been featured in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the Arkansas Times, and every other print or magazine you can think of in the state. In video, he is continually being interviewed by affiliates of ABC, CBS, PBS television, as well as a short film, film by his friend Garrett Larkin. And just this past year, his talent was nationally recognized. Kevin's seven-foot-tall statue of Johnny Cash, with his guitar slung over his back, was selected to represent Arkansas and forever stand in Washington, D.C. at the United States Capitol. Kevin Cressy, known for his nude drawings, oil paintings, are they oil or acrylic? Oil. Oil, that's what I thought, oil paintings. That's why you're crazy. You know that stuff makes you crazy. Oh, goes right. Goes right to the brain. Yeah. Oil paintings, haunting blue eyes, and premature white hair is now known for his sculptures and his large murals. You will recognize some, if not all, of his current work, which are a commissioned bust of Arkansas drummer and singer Levon Helm of the band, a seven foot tall, 1,300 pound bronze statue of the famed ranger and war hero. General William Darby from Fort Smith, Arkansas, a large outdoor mural in North Little Rock called, love this, Dogtown Proud, and I am, two more large outdoor works on the Little Rock 7th Street Mural Project, 
sculptures at Mount St. Mary's and at St. Joseph's Center of Arkansas. And as I said, more recently commissioned by the Senate to represent Arkansas in the nation's capital with a statue of his Johnny Cash. It is my pleasure to welcome to the table my friend, the talented and successful artist extraordinaire, Mr. Kevin Cressy. Wow. I think we covered everything. I'm leaving. (laughs) So I've interviewed you before. What do you think about my new digs? Uh, very nice. I, I'm, I'm, There's air conditioning here. That's what was yeah. throwing me. I yeah. knew there was something I couldn't put my finger on. It. <laughs> we used to. So it was 2017 <laughs> the last time that I interviewed you, and yeah, there was no air conditioning. Well, and I was also laughing because last time you interviewed me, you started asking about, well, how many did you sell at your first show? And I was like, none. How many the second show? None. How many, how many third your third? None. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and you're, I'm sure you were thinking, well, this is a show about successful entrepreneurs. And, that, you know, we might <laughs> need to rethink asking you here. <laughs> so you, I was going to ask you if you remembered that because I went back and listened to that show and we got so tickled oh, we're, uh, that we had to go to break. I know, because later I was thinking, there should have been an intervention, I think. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, yeah, when did you start? And he tells me. And then, you know, did he, oh, what'd you sell? Nothing. Oh, well, what was your name? Oh, nothing. uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst interview I've ever done. (laughs) So we're not going to revisit that whole show. But let's do revisit. I do want to tell our listeners, if they want to go back and hear the 2017 show, it talks about college and a career in art. And how, you know, mm-hmm. you, there's really not a college that degree that says, go out and be an artist. They all say, go out and right. be an architect or a designer right. or an ad agency. Sure. And that you, you did that. We talked about you and Bridget quitting your jobs and going to Italy. Yeah. We talked about your family support in the last interview. Uh, and we talked about how long it took you to get started, which I believe you said was nine years before it could support you. Nine or ten, something like that. The twins were born. When right. you started making money. Yeah, I've been, you know, the, I was sputtering along doing okay before that. But, of course, I, didn't, I wasn't responsible for all of a sudden twins and Bridget wasn't working. Uh, you were responsible for twins. No, I mean, right before they were born, you know. <laughs> no, you are really responsible for twins. You were there. That is I why you there. have twins. I was there. <laughs> you see where Boom. I'm going? I got you. <laughs> Any regrets about Well, we haven't done the DNA testing, so, but. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, they look no, too much like yes, you. Yes, they do. Look and they've got your artist sensibility, don't they? <clears throat> yes, they do. So. All, all three it, do. I was going to say, is your daughter still. Um, she had her first show last month and just killed it. Really? Oh, yeah. Where's she living? She broke my record, that's for sure. Yeah, because she had her first show and sold something. That yeah, was like 80% a... of her show. Really? Yeah. She... Where was it? Uh, it was at the New Deal Studio uh, down at 20th in Louisiana. In Little Rock, Arkansas? In Little Rock, Arkansas. I thought she was living in New York She was. Reason. She was doing some work up there, going back and forth. And, 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 uh, but no, she's living here. So what is your advice to your daughter? My advice to mm-hmm. my daughter? About art. Well... For instance, the New Deal Studio, uh, uh, Lee and John were really, I've been there before, it's all set up, and so um, she had so much work, so to have a gallery show, uh, this was great, because she had tons of drawings, it was almost more like an art garage sale, so I said, well, I wouldn't worry about doing a, a gallery show per se, let's see if we can rent a space, use whatever, you know, recognition that the Cressy name has with me and then my sister Cynthia's work and uh, social media changes everything. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go run around putting up um, 
flyers on flagpoles like I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, for so I bought your early work, thankfully, back when it was sort of affordable. Oh, it's just like Tesla stock. <gasps> just like Tesla <laughs> exactly. stock. Exactly. You know, the, the comparisons are eerie. <laughs> <laughs> anything you anything you'd have done differently today when you, when you think back of those times when you first started out um sure everything um i don't know i mean i think i think having the job the eight to five job mm-hmm. was good because when things would get kind of dark uh as far as the studio not selling or anything i would go well it's better than the eight to five job so it's good to have those experiences to compare and contrast because otherwise I think an eight to five job when things were slow might have looked like a bright, shiny thing that I would want but to. But you didn't have an eight to five job after I, you quit. Out of college, a- I did. Oh, you were a teacher. No, I did advertising. For college? No, at, right out of college. Oh, yes, but right after college. Right. But you only did that for a couple of years and yeah. then you quit and went yes. straight into. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just saying. When I was in the studio, when I was working on my own, and mm-hmm. things would look kind of bleak, and I, you know, you're by yourself all day, so you can get in your head way too easily and start mm-hmm. swirling around the toilet. Mm-hmm. So during those times, I'm saying an eight to five job. If I had not had that experience, mm-hmm. that could look like too much of a bright and shiny thing. Oh, so you might have quit and yeah, gone back and gone back into. But you'd already done it. I'd already done it, so I already I'm knew what you. it was about. I'm with you. So I can share those experiences with my daughter, mm-hmm. and she's doing a little bit of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Today I want to talk, you married the perfect woman because Bridget's been very supportive. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, when we were, that's, I mean, I, when the twins were coming, I was like, you know, I, got, I need to be responsible. I mean, digging behind the car seat for Taco Bell change is fine for me, but not so cool as a dad. So, um, yeah, Bridget was the one who said, that's not who you are. That's not who we are. You know, we'll make this work. Love her. Uh, today, I want to talk about what's happened since our last interview. Alrighty. The last time we spoke, you had a GoFund account trying to raise money to have Leon Helms bust bronzed. Oh, right. You need you you needed twenty five thousand. You were the the GoFundMe was at eleven thousand. What's the status of that? It is in his home. Bronzed. The bronze is yes. So you raised the money. Yes. And you got it bronzed. And then there was another piece of Leon Helms uh, memorial or, mem- or memorabilia, I don't know, museum, I guess maybe it was, was in Woodstock. There was a farm that they were also. Yes. So I'm, I'm still hoping that that'll work out to get, to get a casting to go to, to Woodstock. So they're, they're still kind of struggling to get his farm up there working. Yeah, I think they're still, that's uh, an That's his daughter. Thing. Yes. And a- the one Amy. that your mm-hmm. bust is in what city? That's in Marvel because he was from the suburb. Suburb of marvel turkey scratch yeah so so great so <laughs> you can't make those things up no. I, you know, right? turkey scratch turkey scratch i love turkey it so scratch, much Arkansas. so uh so the bust is in his home which has been refurbished and redone he, and open to the public and it's open to the public nice where is turkey scratch close to over by helena sort of. oh okay yeah. sure where all the music comes out of you bet uh i think <clears> the most interesting thing about the leon helm story from our last time we interviewed was how many times you watched the last waltz Oh, yeah. To get an idea and to get to know the character and then how you finally decided on the bust pose. Tell our listeners what it is because when you see it, you know it. Yeah. Well, it's him singing. He would put so much of himself when he was singing. I mean, he just amazes me that the physicality of his drumming and then to be able to force all that volume of air out to be singing and then to be hearing, especially in Last Waltz, he had horns behind him. I mean, um, 
pretty phenomenal. So anyway, I had him, I think in originally like may have maybe like a vowel sound of O or something when he was singing. No, it was the N. Was it? Well, I know. Oh. And then I said, this isn't working. And I, I started reworking it until I could find one that I thought fit. And then I went, ah, there it is. It's so it's actually, it's, it's right in between the N and the I. On night. The night. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what's the tune? What's it? The, what? It's the night they drove old Dixie down. There it is. The night. This is the second show we've recorded that mom has decided to sing. And I can't sing. It's and, astounding. And, and she breaks into the same song every time. That's right. No, it's not always the last <laughs> one. <laughs> I can't sing. And my son, who's You're a friggin' opera singer over uh, there, won't help no, me. No, see, I was going to jump in just because I, that that's us. But then I thought, <laughs> but Bridget has a great ear, see? And I trigger migraines in her when I sing, so I've learned to So, see, that's myself. what Gray does. <laughs> He's like, Mom, please, no. All right, you, uh, you had also just... Mind finished installing the William Darby statue in Fort Smith. And there was a 90-year-old ranger there who was part of the yeah. Darby Pier. Do you know if he's still alive? He died a few months after that. I think he was, might have been 95. I don't know. Anyway, he, 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 was, was he, was, he was old, yes. William Punch Gallup. Oh, you remember his name? Yeah. His nickname was Punch because he was the 1940s Golden Glove champ. Was he the only guy that came for the installation of that statue? Oh, no, there were tons of rangers there. Oh, they were. But he was the only one from uh, Darby's original 500 men. So we've talked about two uh, two sta- two uh, uh, bronzes you've done, one down by Helena in mm-hmm. Leon Helm's house, and then one in Fort Smith, this big 7-foot, 1,300-pound right. statue. And I didn't realize that that ranger f- from Fort Smith started the rangers yeah in fact they were called darby's rangers uh-huh. all right this is a great place to take a break when we come back we'll continue our conversation with kevin cressy the artist chosen and approved by the senate to sculpt a bronze statue of arkansas's favorite son johnny cash his statue along with another artist statue of daisy bates will stand in our nation's state capital they are arkansas's forever representation in washington dc we'll be right back you're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the Internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagAndBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016, branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. 
In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and more recently opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. TheFlagAndBanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with renowned little rock artist, muralist, and sculptor Kevin Cressy. So tell us when you heard you'd been awarded the commission to represent Arkansas and sculpt this seven-foot-tall Johnny Cash. Yeah. And what you did. Okay. So a couple of things. It's going to, actually going to be eight feet. Oh. Yeah. Even better. Even And then better. on a three-foot pedestal, it can't exceed 11 feet are the rules up there. So he'll be 11 feet altogether. Oh, and he's got that guitar on the back. He's got the guitar on the back. Uh, his uh, left hand is, is over in his chest where the strap, the guitar strap goes through. And then in his right hand, kind of tucked back, is the uh, Bible. He was actually an ordained minister. but um, Always or just in his late elder? I think his later part. His cousin told me that. Oh. That's uh, cool. He get that online? Can you become a I, I have zero <laughs> idea about you that can. one. That's but what I thought you My could. husband is ordained, <laughs> technically. Who? Drew. Your husband. Who? Who is my husband? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, anybody can get one. Then. That's exactly right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Drew. Uh, Go ahead. So, anyway, um, so how did this come about? Okay, this is kind of interesting. When I did the bust of Levon, I was talking to the people in Marvel. So, the house was not open at this point. It's just one of those little shotgun houses with the little porch that runs the length of, of the house um and they said they would find people from all over on his porch they'd be from uh, japan new zealand all over europe and they were just coming to see where levon grew up and i thought this is amazing because a lot of people don't know who levon helm is yeah and and i just started thinking back then of all the amazing influential musical artists that come especially from the Arkansas Delta side. And so I started going, you see, we have Johnny Cash. There's Al Green. Rosetta Tharp. Sister Rosetta Tharp. Ten miles down the road is Louis Jordan. Those two are probably the two people most responsible for rock and roll music. Um, Big Bill Brunsey. Uh, there's uh, uh, the Silver Fox. Charlie, the, Charlie Rich. Uh, there's Con- Charlie Rich is from Arkansas? Colt. Colt, Arkansas. Uh, there's Conway Twitty. Oh, Conway mm-hmm. Twitty, yeah. Um, of course, a, then move over. They're playing player? Campbell is over from Delight oh, yeah, and everything. Right. So anyway, I, I just started cataloging it, all Lewis these people. Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's from Brinkley. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, I can keep going. I mean, uh, yeah, William Grant still from Little Rock. His first uh, African-American to have a major orchestra performance work. Oh, yeah. Same for, as a female is Florence Price. Yeah, from Florence Little Rock. Price. Pharaoh Sanders from North Little Rock. Oh my gosh, it does just go on uh, and on. It, it's, it's incredible. And so I was like, why are we not promoting these people? And so uh, at that point, I just started a little build it and they'll hopefully they'll come project on my own. So I started sculpting bust and I did a Johnny Cash 1960s version. What's that? What would that look like? Oh, just short hair, the pompadour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did Al Green. I did Sister Rosetta Tharp. Uh, started on Louis Jordan. I did Glenn Campbell. So all these are on my own. They're not cast yet or anything. So they're all sitting around in your... Yeah, I have, I have like my little Madame Tussauds thing in my house for a while. Now they're over in the... Uh, <laughs> in my, Please tell me they're not made of wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you going to sell them? Well, 
the idea that I have is I want to find the funding, maybe a foundation to grant funded. I'd like to cast two. I'd like to find a central location, <clears throat> especially maybe downtown where the tourists are coming through. And then, um, well, actually for the Arkansas years as well, so many people don't know that these people are from here. Right. And have them grouped. And then the other casting go to the hometowns of all these people. So what do you mean two castings? You mean? Cast the, cast the sculpture twice. Oh. Have, have one casting here for the group and then the other one in the hometowns. And you're thinking like a sculpture garden downtown or something like something that? Something where they're, they're together until mm-hmm. you get the power of walking around and people going, oh, I didn't know Al Green was from Arkansas. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, just as we were just talking about, oh, I didn't know he was from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds so cool. I'm so, so in love with that I idea. know, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it would be uh, Let's incredible. see, how many of those played in Dreamland? Louis Jordan, Louis Jordan. Al Green did, didn't he? Uh, no. And I don't know if Al Green did, but I know Rosetta Tharp did. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the idea. Okay. So, so I started that on my own. Okay. Okay. Here's the other weird thing. Okay. When we were living in Italy for a year in 2010 to 2011, we met a couple from Portland, Oregon, uh, Nick and I just hit it. He, he reminded me of my two best friends, like a blend. We just started messing with each other. They had two daughters and they were wanting to do a year in Italy. So they ended up picking our brains a lot about how to, we pulled it off. And, um, so they ended up doing a year in Genoa. So probably around that same time we did the interview, uh, Jacqueline, the wife, she wrote a book on how to do a year abroad. And so she, uh, emailed me and said, I've got a bunch of fact-checking questions because you and Bridget are in the book, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit. So anyway, I answered those. And she goes, what are you working on? I said, well, right now I'm doing a bust of Johnny Cash for this project that I've got going on my own. And she goes, oh, I'm friends with his youngest daughter, Tara. She lives here in Portland, and we're in a writer's group together. Do you want me to connect you two? And I Dude. said, I, this is too great. So anyway, we, we, and we were born two days apart. Tara and I were born two days apart. And uh, so we became pen pals, and I would send her pictures. I still haven't met her in person. Still? No. Uh, so during all this process, then I start hearing the talk about the possible D.C. project. And now Daisy Bates was chosen first, and she was in. And then there was a lot of discussion about who the other person was going to be. So I think towards the end, it kind of was coming down between Johnny and Sam Walton. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, obviously we you know know how that turned out. Um, Did they pick uh, Johnny Cash before they saw your your uh, your sculpture, or did yes. they? No, uh, that had nothing to nothing do, to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Um, you heard that it was going to be Johnny Cash, and so you thought. Oh, I had my pom poms out going hard. <laughs> go Johnny, go. go Johnny, go Johnny, go. I'm going to yeah. sing again. Go oh, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, no, so how did you apply? Oh. Man, it was like writing your thesis paper and doing your taxes, 10 years of tax. <laughs> it was a long, <laughs> it was a long application. How long did it take you? It took a long time. I think my packet was f- almost 40, 48 pages long. Golly. With photos and all that kind of so stuff. So you FedEx it up there, I guess. Brought it, well, I was able to bring mine in and drop it off, hand drop it off at the Capitol since I was about two minutes before the deadline. <laughs> so typical of me. Such an artist. And, uh, anyway. Well, but that's good. They got to see you. Yeah, for whatever that was worth. But um, So I handed it off, and then, uh, yeah, then I was told I was in the 
top three. And then we were given, I'm trying to think now, maybe a um, few months to come up with the models to present to the committees. So the three of you have to come up with models. Yes. Okay. So did you, are you contacted your senator by now? Are you thinking, I need some help on the inside? You know, that was crossing my mind, but I, I didn't want to have that. I wanted to win on my own bona fides. Don't be so naive. Call no, in everybody. Artist integrity, mother. Oh, mother. Artist <laughs> right, integrity. <laughs> well, and not only that, I ended up cutting off conversation with, with Tara and everybody because I didn't want any... Um, Influence. Yeah. Well, I didn't want anybody coming back, oh, that wasn't fair. He's friends with Johnny's daughter or anything oh. like that. Oh, oh, I get you. Okay, so okay, so now you're down. You got to put three together, and you're thinking, I've got three months. What right. am I going to sculpt? Did you right. already know what you wanted to sculpt? I mean, you'd done one of him in the 1960s, and you're thinking, Am I going to do the slick pompadour? Right. No, and I ended up thinking, probably early 1970s when he had the TV show was probably his most recognizable time frame. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I'd already kind of zeroed in on thinking I need to do that time. And he was healthy, and he was, you know, it was a good stretch. Is there. that what you did, the 70s? Hmm? Is that is that a uh, statue of the 70s? Yeah. He had of, long hair. Yeah, he, he was probably around 40 at that time. He kind of mm-hmm. had long hair on the statue. Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that in between when the pompadour's growing out, and then the hair's getting longer on the back. Yeah, that type of thing. So what's Johnny Cash thinking? So for me, it's an emotional goal that I'm after, right? Yes. <clears throat> so I, I create a story in my head about what's going on. The dream sequence that I had going was Johnny comes back. He's going to play at the festival, his own festival. He hasn't seen the house refurbished yet. So he's gone through the house for the first time. He's reliving all these memories. He comes out on the porch and he's getting ready to go play. That's why he has his guitar and everything. <clears throat> and he's looking down. He's looked out at the fields. He's thinking about his brother that died and everything. Mm. And then he's looking down reflecting on his life before he gets ready to walk over to the stage. So it's this very introspective time. And Johnny has an extremely difficult face. He does. Why? Because you're taught mouth, nose, eyes, parallel, center yes. line. Yes. All of his is slightly off. So if you, what? if you, if you, yeah, his nose kicks off a little yeah. bit this way. Yeah. The eyes and the mouth are kind of moving at an, a different angle towards one another. And so, if you don't, if you do what you're supposedly supposed to do uh-huh. as an artist, it's just not going to look like it. He's not very attractive. Let's just be honest. Oh, I think he's amazing. Looking. It's weird how some people think he's attractive. He's fascinating looking. Yeah. You know, he's always got that like kind of cocked eyebrow and, and kind of the, and and his, that his eyes, cowboy just, kind of thing. And yeah, dark eyes. Very just, intense. Um, yeah. I just yeah. think he has a presence, but I don't think he's somebody you would see on a poster and go, that's a good looking guy. It's his. It's yeah. about his presence, I think, yes. more than anything. Yes. Well, that's what. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you you take it up there, and then how long do you have to wait? Mm, it seemed like forever, because <laughs> I was just like dying. I felt good about it. I mean, after the presentations, did you have to do an oral presentation with? Oh him? yeah. Yeah. Well, who could not like you anyway? So that seals the deal right there. <laughs> no, I mean. You're a good artist in the way that you can also articulate and sell yourself. Not all artists can do that. Some artists are so uh, in their head all the time that it's hard for them to get the words out. But you have a good gift of gab, too. Good me words put together make <laughs> sentence. Many exactly. 
paragraph. Uh-huh. Yes. So how long do you have to wait? A couple of weeks, a month? Uh, no, I think it wasn't too long. It was maybe a week or so. Okay. Oh, that's not very long. No, so you get the phone call. Is that how you got it? Yeah, actually, Did I was I was down at Boulevard you? down on Main Street. The guy at the Secretary of State's office. Um, Arkansas? Yeah, here. Was calling. In fact, when I left after the presentations, um, I told him, I said, listen, if I don't win, text me. I will call. I promise I will call you back, but I'm, I will be too heartbroken to hear the news verbally. So just text me. And so uh, I'm at the boulevard down on Main Street. And actually, I'm with my old friend. I happened to run in uh, Robert Best. Who's, oh, uh, yeah. Another, yeah. Another so Robert's yeah, yeah, yeah. down there. And um, I'm talking. I'm going, yeah, I'm waiting. Da, 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 da. And then I look down and I see that the Secretary of State's office is calling. And you're like, I told him to only call if I won. <laughs> Did you just lose it right there in the middle of the restaurant? Oh, I got teary eyed. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm about to get teary eyed just thinking about it. Yeah, I got it was goosebumps huge. on my leg. Yeah, you're gonna big. cry again. Right I am now. gonna cry He's again. A, everybody always cries <laughs> on the show. <laughs> uh, and I invited all the artists over to our house for dinner after the presentations. Oh, so you made your presentation in Arkansas? Yeah, at the Capitol here. Oh, I was thinking you did it at the Capitol. No, in no, Washington, no, no, no. I'm DC. sorry. No, we were mm. we were here in Little Rock. So, oh, yeah, so Benjamin had come in from uh, Idaho. Uh, my friend Brett came down from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so people, yeah. Brett so now y'all come. are all friends. Yeah, we invited everybody over for dinner and um, he came. His wife was pregnant. And then Brett um, came. The other woman had to catch a flight, so she couldn't. The other guy. Were put, there very many female sculptors? Just one that was in the final are there very many in the whole industry of sculpting? Are there very many female sculptors? Not a, not a lot. I would think not. Not a lot. So let's talk about the process. You make it into, I, I kind of heard this in the, I watched your French Hill interview uh, that you did, I think a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling him that you made it three feet tall. Right. And then you took photographs of it all the way around and right. sent it off to somebody who then makes okay. a styrofoam re- replication. Oh, 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 oh. Because I'm like, how do you okay. get from three feet to, to that? eight feet. Yeah. Right. And well, you have... either do it, man, you either just do your own armature out of metal, steel, like rebar, and build it up yourself. <clears throat> or what I'm doing right now is the three-foot version is I take it, they scan it vertically, and then move the whole piece one degree scan until they go 360 times around make a 3d model yeah and then it's a they have large blocks of foam and it's like a wooden lathe and then i say i wanted eight feet and the computer says that and it, goes, and it starts carving it all the way down vertically and the whole block of foam turns one degree and it does it again and cuts it out so the final piece it's not it's it not, is 3d it's not like, modeling it's like, yeah, I was going to say it's like 3D printing. But it's, it's like 3D but it's, printing. But it's yeah. foam. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. It's because if I'm off a little bit, then I'm off more mm-hmm. on the big one. Mm-hmm. And so I can use a knife and I can cut to sh- if I need to shave off or I just build the clay up. And it makes a, a lightweight armature. Mm-hmm. And it's not done. It looks like, um, the it, it'll look like my model, but almost like a light coat of snow on it. That's about the detail I get. So mm-hmm. I'm articulating, re-sculpting everything with the clay on top of that. Mm-hmm. But it gives me a lot of flexibility. I can cut the head off, look at it from all angles, put it back on, cut the hand off, work it, oh. put it back on. Oh. So I can, it's great for that. Wow, I love this whole idea. It's, yeah, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah. 
All right. It's great. And uh, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with artist, sculptor, teacher, and Arkansas treasure. How does it feel to be called a treasure? Treasure. It makes me feel half dead. Especially when they say living treasure. Oh, like, a living. He still has Arkansas, a heartbeat. Living yeah. treasure. Kevin Cressy. Still to come. We'll have Kevin, Kevin list his outdoor works and their locations so you can go and view it. He's got a couple of murals. We'll be right back. Dancing into Dreamland is just a week away. Saturday night, February 11th. That's the date to save for Dancing into Dreamland in the Dreamland Ballroom downtown upstairs at flagandbanner.com. For the first time, actress Joey Lauren Adams is going to lend her star power to the judging panel. She'll join Brian Earls and Christine Pitts as the evening's judges. And another Dancing into Dreamland first-timer from the Arkansas Repertory Theater, Will Trice, will be joining our returning MC, Pool Boy, in hosting the evening's performances. If you'd like to see a full list of the acts that are going to be performing at Dancing into Dreamland, access the whole list at the Ballroom website, dreamlandballroom.org. And remember, save the date. It's a week away now. Dancing into Dreamland, February 11th. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with renowned Little Rock artist and sculptor Kevin Cressy. And now we're going to talk about where to find all of your outdoor. I think you're really into outdoor. This is just me Mm -hmm. thinking that. But, you know, you used to be into drawing nudes, Mm -hmm. which I actually have a couple of. Um, What did your wife think about you always drawing naked women? I've never asked you that, and I've always no. been wondered, and I meant I, to ask Bridget actually that. What do you think about your husband going to work with naked women every day? Well, it wasn't every day. It wasn't. They weren't all <laughs> nudes, but uh, and there were also plenty of nude males. I as have well. a male. I okay, have a well, nude. see, there you go. There you go. Um, she never thought twice about it. I mean, I've been doing it since college, and um, so she just always said because she had friends go and ask her that. Well, he's by himself in a studio with, you know. Some female who doesn't have any clothes on. And and I saw Frida Kahlo's movie well, with Diego. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Diego and I are just... Uh, yeah. You're Diego. Yeah, you're right. No, you she would just say... You have Catholic guilt to do anything. Exactly. No, but, no she just said, well, that's, that's, that's his job. That's what he does. Uh, uh, so was it uh, an incident that happened that took you from drawing and painting mm-hmm. or was it just this organic change? It was into- an organic change. I was doing, when I started teaching it down in the museum school, mm-hmm. the art center, that mm-hmm. was probably right when I got married, 92. Um, then I started jumping into sculpture classes and those water-based ones you fire like pottery or something. And so appendages, fingers and male appendages might be getting broken off uh, <laughs> when you're moving the sculptures around. And so then I went, uh, so I went out to UA, Little Rock, and learned how to cast bronze. Oh. So I started doing that. And then Bridget's old friend, her dad had one of these starter castles overlooking the river, um, and I had a spot for a sculpture in front of the, his house. You and so starter he, castle? Yeah, it was just, you know, one of those <laughs> new... Starter <laughs> castle. <clears throat> Those big houses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, so go ahead. anyway, his wife was the decorator, but she had passed away. So anyway, I was talking with him. It ended up doing my first bronze. Is that the one you did in the back of my house? No. Remember the big, huge picture you did of a working man in the back of Flag and Banner? We were letting oh, all those Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's like a John Henry on steroids that... Uh, yes, yes. You, they, that's they, right i don't know if sun gray knows this but the back where the warehouse is where our flags are now used to just be an empty warehouse and all these artists mm-hmm. used to 
mm-hmm. get to use it for free because oh, it was, it was a great space. Was that the sculpture you're yes, talking about? Yes, that's exactly the sculpture I'm talking about. So that was the beginning. That was my very first large sculpture. It was huge. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a little life size, a little bit over life size. So uh, did that, and that was my first bronze. And then P. Allen Smith saw that, and he brought me on to do Baptist Hospital, which was a totally different thing. But anyway, what'd you do for Baptist? Uh, Good Samaritan scene. It's in the uh, Where garden is it? in Little Rock Baptist Hospital. In the garden, the out garden, front? yeah, mm-hmm. out front, right. Oh, okay, so there's very one loose. Can, there's very, one you can go see. Yeah, very loose. Um, so anyway, and then that when I was working on almost finishing that up, then the library had a call for entries for uh, a bust of the writer D. Brown, buried my heart at wounded knee, for the D. Brown Library, and so I ended up winning that, and that was my first. Where's that library? Commission. It's in Southwest City on Baseline, I think. Okay. And anyway, just like I said, kind of like Tarzan, I've got a vine I'm swinging for, and I'm looking for the next one. And <laughs> it's been like that for 20-something years. It just keeps evolving. It does. You know, uh, and that is, I think, something about all entrepreneurs. And artists and actors, to me, are the ultimate entrepreneurs because they never know where their next dime's coming you from. You don't. I had Joy Lauren Adams on here one time, and I said, you're the ultimate entrepreneur because you're always working on the next project. She said, I never think of myself as an entrepreneur. And I said, oh, my gosh, you and artists, you freelance people are the ultimate. Right. Yeah, you got to wear a lot of hats, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so, you, so then after that one, you did... Well, so, so we've told our, our listeners, we're kind of telling them there's the Baptist Hospital. Keep, oh, in town. Okay, uh-huh, yeah. The Baptist Hospital, the one at the library. Well, I'm trying to think around town. Uh, I mean, ha- these are out of order, but I mean. Uh, How about re- Mother Earth in North Little Rock? Uh, that's still one of my favorites. Is that what it's called, Mother Earth? Yes. Where, uh-huh. what, where is it? It is on Fifth Street in between Maine and Maple, kind of behind Capello's restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's a nice one. And the, and you can kind of play on that one. Kids can kind of yeah, climb they can all call, over. Yeah, right. Oh, that one. I love that one. I didn't know you Thanks. did that one. Yeah. And then St. Joseph's of Arkansas. St. Joseph's, yeah, I did a donation. Right, I did that. And that, Saint, and that is at the old St. Joseph orphanage. orphanage. Right. So, Can people turns, see that one? Yeah, that's, it's over in by the garden area, and it's, it's over life-size uh, cement. Uh, what is I, it? It's, <laughs> it's uh, the patron saint of gardening. Saint Fiocra. Uh, so he's holding it's not Saint a, Francis. No, that's animals. Oh. Right. Yeah. Saint what? It's like Fiocra. F I A C R E. I don't know. I can't Google it. I want he to, he yeah. also is the patron saint. I'm this. I'm not joking. Of Parisian taxicab drivers. So he's <laughs> busy. He's a busy dude. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Do you have to be Parisian? Uh, right. Evidently, I don't know. They Parisian are, taxi right. drivers. Okay. Well, they probably need some. They do. So. Uh, I did that because my parents actually met at St. Joseph's. They would have carnivals there every year for the parochial at schools. At the orphanage? Yeah, they'd have these carnivals. So dad was at Little St. Mary's. My mom was at St. Edward's. And they met there and, as teenagers, probably you in the late 1930s. as they were little bitty students they met mm-hmm. and go, would go to carnivals there? Yeah, all the parochial school students, once a year, they would have a carnival there. That's so cute. That so they were, they were in high school. They were teenagers. Tell our listeners how many brothers and sisters you have. Uh, last count? Uh, I had <laughs> 10. 10 brothers and sisters. Yeah, Catholic. You said you had. I, w- I actually have lost a couple of sisters. Have. So, yeah. Are they older than you, I guess? Yes. The oldest, Karen. That's actually who I don- um, dedicated the mother of Fountain to. And then uh-huh. just not quite two years ago, uh, Kathy, the second oldest. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I grew up with six older sisters. 
That's why I always said I had seven mothers. That's why I'm always telling Bridget, you are so lucky you got me housebroken. You, you don't even realize. <laughs> That's true. It was true. Very true. <laughs> or they spoiled you rotten. No. That could have no, happened. None of that was going on. Uh, let's see. You, uh, you, did, you did the, and then you did the Darby, William Darby, yeah, Ranger in Fort Smith. Smith. Right. You did Leon Helms. Uh, and then you did, I heard this one, you did a dog for a veterinarian clinic. Oh, I forgot. Okay. That, that's not around here though. No, uh, that was actually the Rangers again. They, after that I did general Darby, then a veterinarian, uh, in the Rangers contacted me. And so I did a, a Belgian Malinois, um, dog where they wear the $20,000 vest he sent me one, and then he said, oh, it's $20,000. And then, meanwhile, Roman's trying to put it on our dog. And I'm like, oh, don't get, get oh, that why, away from me. Why is that vest so expensive? <laughs> it's, a, it's like a rescue oh, dog thing, right? It has a video. It has, they communicate with it. it it's, anyway. Uh, they, and, and so they, they'll, they'll blow a hole in the side of a building. These dogs go in, and they're, and you look them up on YouTube. It's amazing. What are they called? Belgium Malinois, Malinois dogs. Well, what's the? The military canines. Okay, I mean, yeah. And and so he had one specific one he wanted you, or just a group of them? No, he he just wanted one to honor all the dogs that have been lost. Lost, right? Wow. So that went to Fort Benning, Georgia. Oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, you have one in the River Market. You know, there's all yeah those the River Market. Yeah, I there. have one in the River Market. Um, Which one? It's the one of the guy in a suit in a wheelbarrow with a kid that has been pushing and has stopped pushing him, and uh, it's oh, just yeah. sort of leaning up against him. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. I've seen that one. Is it is it one of the ones by the river? It's close to river? that little gazebo near the main street. Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? I think Mother Earth is one of my favorite big, you know, public ones. Um, just because it's so different and was I saw it in my head and I'd never done a, a cement sculpture like that. I'd never done mosaics before. Yeah, we do need There's, to tell people that Mother Earth is a... Is a cement sculpture. Yes. It's not. All these other ones we've right. talked about are yeah, bronze. Yeah, bronze. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, it, it was, that was a, a journey to get that one. So done. you like doing musicians, obviously. We've talked about that already. And it yep. sounds like you like doing religion, too, because you did a big... Uh, I did a big relief for St. Michael's Hospital in Texarkana, and I did another outdoor big relief for St. Michael's south of that. They called me and they said, um, we'd... We took over a hospital in Atlanta, and we're wondering if you. I was like, "Yeah, my best friend's in Atlanta. I'd love to." Atlanta, Texas. Oh, I want, want, want. So, but anyway, but I did you a, did one at Mount St. Mary's too, didn't you? I, oh, that's right. Yes, I did a um, resurrection crucifix for the chapel. And, and, but yeah, no, I like doing. I like doing um, hospitals, and um, I, heard, just, I heard you say everybody sees something different. They always do, but but the, I think what I like about like a, the setting of a hospital is that typically all the people that are there, that's where they need art the most. I think that's uh, where it can really serve its best purpose as opposed to just being outside somewhere in a park. I mean, it's, that's great too, but um, they're emotionally at a point where art can really uh, do its best work. Yeah, when you're suffering. Yeah, or, or full of anxiety because you don't know how things are going to be going and all that, those, all those do mix you of think, emotions. Do you think art is cathartic for you? Totally, totally. Could you not not do it? No. You have to do it. Not, not 
You could not. I understand. Did I say that right? No, yes, I heard right. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. heard you. Sorry. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks Kerry. Thank you. All right. This is our last break. Too. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Arkansas artist Kevin Cressy, who is currently sculpting the seven-foot-tall sculpture of Arkansas's favored son, Johnny Cash, to be displayed alongside Daisy Bates in our nation's state capital. Still to come, why art matters to communities and tips for budding artist entrepreneurs. All UIYB past and present interviews are available at Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy's YouTube channel, Facebook page, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's digital version, flagandbanner.com's website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just ask your smart speaker to play Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. And by subscribing to our YouTube channel or flagandbanner.com's email list, you will receive prior notification of that day's guest. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with my longtime friend, artist extraordinaire, Mr. Kevin Cressy. We called him a treasure at the last break, but we're not going to say that again because <laughs> we don't want his head to get too big. So uh, talk about why art matters to a community. You said something when you mm-hmm. were interviewing with French Hill that I struck me mm-hmm. so, because I'm a businesswoman, mm-hmm. that for every dollar spent. Oh, yeah on art right how much comes back to the community right so this was something i had heard somewhere i can't even remember where i heard it and so this was several years back uh, when plasky tech does this business of art deal and so jim cargill they pick one artist and one business person so jim cargill harvest bank was uh the business guy and then obviously i was the art guy that was honored that year and so we had lunch the week before to kind of get to know one another and i so i, I told him i said I heard that for every dollar community invests in the arts, there's an $11 return. And then I went later that night, I went, I need to check that stuff up because we all have these BS detectors in our pockets now. <laughs> and um, you can't get away. It's not as much fun no, no, as it used to be to have a conversation. Um, oh, God. So I looked it up, and Pew Charitable re- uh, Research in Michigan, in Michigan, they found an over $50 return for every dollar invested. I was shocked at that. And the average that I was finding was in the 30s. So for every dollar invested in your community, you yeah. get a $30 return. In, in the arts. At, yeah, in, so yeah, you, I mean, you, so you started thinking about uh, so, uh, musical events or uh, uh, theater and all these types of things. Yeah, right. restaurants. Sure, that, that people coming in for all these. Hotels, all, right. mm-hmm. uh, uh, taxi cab, Uber, exactly. airplanes, all this stuff to come see the arts. Right. And that's why I'm so behind everything that John Godin's been doing in Argenta, because mm-hmm. he's really been leading with art. And for instance, the Mother Earth, I mean, he, he, he trusts the artist so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just came and he said, can you do something peaceful for this place? And that also that pocket park could have easily had another townhome built on it. They didn't have to yes. reserve it for a, yes, a little and pocket park. Tax, tax coming in. For right. It. So it's that kind of thinking. So you've done two murals. One of your murals yes. you did was in for him. Yes, two. I did two for him. Oh, you did the uh, I, the I did one, the, the Dogtown yeah. Proud. So I, the first one I wonderful. Thanks. I, so the first one I did was the bicycling mural at 7th and Main. It's the people coming off the Big Dam Bridge riding the bicycles. And actually I put Bridget walking our dog Daisy. She's on the left side. Oh. Um, and then my old neighbor from Italy, I put, I painted him in that one as well, right? Because he's a big bicycler, bicyclist. Bicycler. Bicycler. Okay. Bicycler. Uh-huh. bicycler. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm breaking into song. <laughs> I like uh, this. Keep going, everyone. Uh, 
Yeah, so I did that one, and then I was pitching, you know, we were just pitching all the different artists' pitch ideas. So uh, for years I've been saying, claim Dogtown. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I think it's adorable. Yeah, I've always said it's not dead, Negative. dead rotting, stinking possum down. Dogtown has swagger, claim it, and own it. Mm-hmm. So I, I brought the idea. He loved it. Um, I think the mayor was a little dubious about it, but I think the committee people all said, no, we, we, need, we need to do this. The thing I love about working on a mural, because when you put a piece of sculpture out, you're there for the installation, you're there for a bit, but during the life of a mural, you're there, obviously, every day painting it. So you're, you're interacting with the people more than you would be normally. And it was so great, because they're just honking, and we love it, and I need a T-shirt, I need a sweatshirt. Did you, you make know, T-shirts? Things. Uh, I haven't. I think they... They need to make a T-shirt yeah, like that. Right. But anyway, so that was a lot of fun, yeah, to see that reaction and then that's the but the first one i did was right before that was uh the seventh street underpass in little rock yes so that was my first time to do a mural what is that was your first mural yeah just what was that two years ago i'm trying anyway. yeah and you just did another one recently so the seventh mm-hmm. street project in north little rock is under the, the no, train in, in little, i mean in little rock, rock is yeah. under the train bridge right. how did that even come about so probably 10 years ago or so, the Arkansas Peace Coalition or Coalition for Peace, um, they were doing some murals down there. But there was a lot of confusion about who owns the walls. Does the city own the wall? Does the railroad own the walls? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they would get their a mural painted over. By who? Uh, I, good question. I think it was the Department of Transportation, I think. Or so, you know, it's that type of thing where it was a little unclear about all this kind of stuff. So after uh, the George Floyd murder, then Jose uh, Hernandez went down, and then Jermaine Gibson and did all the names. Uh, Jose painted the portrait of George Floyd. And then afterwards, it was just this influx of art. It was a very organic, just... So it was totally very organic. Very grassroots. Yeah, no committee could have come up with that. Whole so thing. no one stopped you? No one... The very si- first day I was there, the, some police came and asked about... Uh, you know, who, who gave us permission. And that, but after that, uh, uh, so, one of the guys from the Department of Transportation came down. I was talking to him, and he said, oh, we've been given word. You're fine. Don't, don't touch it. Uh, uh, so who does own it? Who did? Did you ever figure out who owned the wall, the railroad? or the? I, th- I think it's something funny, like right underneath the bridge, I mean, under the railroad tracks, that section, that middle section, I think the railroad owns that. I think the city owns the outer parts. Yeah, that is, is odd. the last I heard. Uh, so I went down there and looked at your latest drawing, or or mural, I mean, and it's of my friend, John, John Kane, where our we last oh, did. So good. So yeah. good. So for our listeners, John Kane has been in this city forever. Talk about a treasure. Now, he's a treasure. He is an absolute treasure. And Go back I, and listen to his interview. And we interviewed him, and every time you listen to it, you just love it. He's got to be 90 years old, and he's never owned a car. He walks everywhere and rides the You're bus. Right. If you stop him and you say, hey, John, you want to ride? He goes, nope. Yeah, I mean, it could I've, be I've, freezing cold. Yes, I have done that several times. I'll have to get up crazy early for some crazy reason. He's There he is walking down. I'm like, John, man, let me Oh, I'm good getting it. You know. <laughs> no. And I think this is really interesting about him. He never writes down a phone number. Did you know that? No. He remembers everybody's phone number. Yeah. Whoa. 
I said, John, here, call me back. He goes, what's your phone number? I told him. I said, well, write it down. He goes, I don't need to write it down. I said, well, what was it? And he reads it back to me. And I go, how can you remember that? And he goes, I can just remember everybody's phone number. He can remember any phone number. Isn't that weird? It's some kind of dark magic there. It is I very. Don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that in my head. Right. <laughs> so then I went and looked at the other mural you did down there mm-hmm. of a bunch of guys. Who are those guys? Oh, I did just five people taking a knee, locking arms. It's just the, the idea of unity. So there's um, a couple black people, Hispanic person, white person, Asian person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. I, I did take the face, uh, the central face from my friend Ebony Blevins. She's a photographer, and she took this portrait of someone at, during one of the protests that was just haunting to me. So I used, asked her permission to use that for the center. So what do you want next? I mean, golly, you're just cooking with gas right now. What do you want next? I would love the idea of these Arkansas musicians find some traction and get the funding and, and Be displayed make that together. happen. Yeah. All right. I, I can't give you the present I give to everybody because <laughs> you've already gotten a desk set from me with a, with a U.S. Flag, flag, an Arkansas flag, and, and an Italy tag. flag yeah. for the time that you were right. there. So I had to think of something else. So it looks like my people in the showroom gave you an Arkansas hat. Lots Thank of you. Fun Does that go extra large because I have a big old melon head? That's why you're so handsome. Have you ever noticed all handsome men have big heads? Uh, no. So you two guys are <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> You'll see it's true. And look, you got a little guitar pin to go with Johnny oh, Cash. Oh, I love that. Thank That's you. That's a guitar pin. Look, she gave you a bunch of Man. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, a refrigerator magnet. It says Arkansas because you love Arkansas. What is this? Oh, I didn't even know we had this. This goes it's on your mine, car. So don't try to claim it. It's a oval reflective decal. Like, you know how they used to put Italy on the cars in the back yeah. of their car? I didn't know oh, we cool. had that. That's I didn't. cute. Well, I'm all, I'm all Arkansas, Arkansas paraphernalia. Up. Boy, that is Thank good. You. you got a lot of stuff. Love you. Thank you. All right. We're going to end the show. Thank you for everything. Just to update the Kevin Cressy statue situation in Washington, D.C., official letters of approval from the Joint Committee on the Library of Congress have been received for all the engineering required for the Johnny Cash statue and pedestal, and officials have announced that everything looks like it's going to remain on track for installation of these statues at the nation's capital this year. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independent, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, contact me, Gray, at gray at flagandbanner.com. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.